Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Okay, I know I said we were going to read to Heidi Heckelbeck, but I kind of want to see what's going on. And this is a short chapter. What do you say, Pei? Hello? Mm-hmm. She says, mm-hmm. She's falling back asleep. All right. Series of Unfortunate Events by Lemony Snicket. Book the 11th, Grim Grotto, chapter 10. The sadness works... The way sadness works is one of the strange riddles of the world if you're stricken with a great sadness you feel as if you've been set aflame not only because the enormous pain but also because your sadness may spread all over your life like smoke from an enormous fire you might find it difficult to see anything but your own sadness the way smoke can cover a landscape so that anyone can all anyone can see is black you might find that happy things are tainted with sadness the way that the smoke leaves it's ashen colors and scents on everything it touches and you may find that if someone pours water all over you you're you are damp and distracted, but not curled up, it, but not cured of your sadness the way a fire department can douse a fire, but never recover what has been burnt down. The Baudelaire orphans, of course, had a great deal of sadness in their life from the moment that they had first heard of their parents' death, and sometimes it felt as if a wave of smoke, oh, they had to wave smoke away from their eyes to even see happy moments. Hold on, I'm taking a coffee break. As Violet and Klaus watched Fiona and the hook-handed man embrace one another, they felt as if the smoke of their own unhappiness had filled the brig. They could not bear to think that Fiona had found her long-lost brother when they they themselves in all likelihood would never see their parents again and might, might even lose their sister to the poisonous spores of the medusoid mycelium made her coughing sound worse and worse inside the helmet. Fiona, the hookman cried, is it really you? I, the mycologist said, taking off her triangular glasses and wiping away her tears. I never thought I'd see you again, Fernald. What happened to your hands? Never mind that, the hook-handed man said quickly. Why are you here? Did you join Count Olaf too? Certainly not, Fiona said firmly. He captured the Queequeg and threw us into the brig. So you've joined the so you've joined the Baudelaire brats, the hook-handed man said. I should have known you were a goody-goody. I haven't joined the Baudelaires, Fiona said, just as firmly. They've joined me. I am the captain of the Queequeg now. You, Olaf's henchman said. What happened to Wooderson's? He disappeared from the submarine, Fiona replied. We don't know where he is. Well, I don't care where he is, the hook-handed man sneered. I don't. I couldn't care less about that mustached fool. He's the reason I joined Count Olaf in the first place. The captain is always shouting, I, 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 and ordering me around. So I ran away and joined Olaf's t- acting troop. 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 Sorry. Why can't I ever get that right? But Count Olaf is a terrible villain, Fiona cried. He has no no regard for people, and he dreams of treacherous screams and lures others into becoming into his cohort. Well, those are just as bad those are just as bad aspects, the hook handed man said. There are many good parts as well. For instance, he has a wonderful laugh. A wonderful laugh is no excuse for a villain's behavior, Fiona said. Let's just agree to disagree, the hook handed man replied, using a tiresome expression here, which means you're probably right, and I'm too embarrassed to admit it. He waved one hook carelessly at his sister. Step aside, Fiona. It's time to tell the orphans where the sugar bowl is. 
Oh, it's time for the orphans to tell me where the sugar bowl is. Olaf's henchman scraped his hooked hands together, giving them a quick sharpen, sharpening, and took one threatening step towards the Baudelaire's. Violet and Klaus looked at one another in fear, and even, and then as the diving helmet, and then at the diving helmet, where they heard their sister give another shuddering cough, and knew that it was time to lie their cards on the table. A phrase here which means reveal themselves honestly to Olaf's wicked henchmen. We don't know where the sugar bowl is, Violet said. My sister's telling the truth, Klaus said. Do, a, do to us what you will, but we won't be able to tell you anything. The hook-handed man glared at them and scraped his hook, hook hands together once more. You're liars, he said. Both of you are rotten orphan liars. It's true, Fernald, Fiona said. Aye, finding the sugar bowl was, was the Queequeg's mission, but so far we failed. If you don't know where the sugar bowl is, the hook-handed man said angrily, then putting you in this brig was completely pointless he turned around and kicked this small stool toppling it over and then kicked the wall of the brig for good measure what am i supposed to do now he sulked fiona put his hand on her brother's hook take us back to the quigwag she said sunny is in that helmet along with the growth medusoid mycelium medusoid mycelium olaf's henchman repeated in horror that's very dangerous fungus she's in great great danger violet said if we don't find a cure very very soon she'll die the hook-handed man frowned and then looked at the helmet and gave the children a shrug. Why should I care if she dies, he said. She's made my life miserable from the time I got here. Every time we fail to get the Baudelaire fortune, Count Olaf yells at everyone. You're the one who you're the one who made the Baudelaire's lives miserable, Fiona said. Count Olaf has performed several countless treacherous schemes, and you helped him time and time again. Aye, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. The hook-handed man sighed and looked down at the floor. Sometimes I am, he admitted. Life in Olaf's trope sounded like it was going to be glamorous and fun, but we ended up doing more murder, arson, blackmail, and assorted violence than I ever would have preferred. This is your chance to do something noble, Fiona said. You don't have to remain on the wrong side of the schism. Oh, Fiona, the hook-handed man said, and put one hand awkwardly around her shoulder. You don't understand. There is no wrong side of the schism. Of course there is, Klaus said. VFD is a noble organization, and Count Olaf is a terrible villain a noble organization the hook-handed man said is that so tell me tell that to your baby sister and the four-eyed fool you four-eyed fool if it weren't for volatile fungus depredation, you never would have had encountered those deadly mushrooms the children looked at one another remembering what they had read in the gorgonian grotto that they had to admit that olaf's henchman was right but violet reached into her pocket and drew out the newspaper clippings that sunny had found in the cave she held it out so that everyone could see the daily punctilio article about the eldest baudelaire's had kept for so long verifying fernald's defection she said reading this headline out loud and then continued by reading line by line a word here which means the name of the person wrote by the wrote the wrote the article by jacques nicket it had now been confirmed that the fire was destroyed and whistle a that de- the fire that destroyed Anwistle Aquatics and took the life of the iconic ichnologist, in- I don't even know what that is, Greg Anwistle, was set fire by Fernald Wittershins, the son, Wittershins, the son of the captain Qu- of the Queequeg submarine. The Wittershins family participation in recent schism has raised several questions regarding. Violet looked up a- and met a glare of Count Olaf's henchman. The rest of the article is blurred, she said, but this the truth is clear. You defeated, you abandoned VFD and joined with Olaf. The difference between the two sides of the schism, Klaus said, is that one puts up puts out fires and one starts them. The hook-handed man reached towards the article with his hooks and then returned the clipping turned the clipping around to read it. You should have set the fire. 
You should have set the fire, he said. From a distance, it looked like an enormous black plume of smoke rising straight towards the water. It was like the entire sea was burning down. You must have been proud of your handiwork, Fiona said bitterly. Proud, the handyman said. I mean, the hook-handed man said. It was the worst day of my life. That plume of smoke was the saddest thing I've ever, I ever saw. He... He speared the newspaper with the other hook and ripped the article into shreds. The punctilio got everything wrong, he said. Captain Wittershins isn't my father. Wittershins isn't even my last name, and there's so much more to the fire than that. You should know that the daily punctilio doesn't tell the whole story, Volaire's, just as the, po the poison of the deadly fungus can be a source of wonderful medicine. Someone like Jacques Snicket can do villainous, villainous, and some like Count Olaf can do noble. Even your parents... Our stepfather knew Jacques Snicket, Fiona said. He was a good man, but Count Olaf murdered him. Are you the murderer? Are you a murderer too? Did you kill Gregor and Whistle? In grim silence, a hook-handed man hold out his, held out his hooks in front of the children. The last time you saw me, he said to Fiona, I had two hands instead of hooks. Our stepfather probably didn't tell you what happened to me. He always said that there were secrets in this world that were too terrible for young people to know. What a fool. Our stepfather isn't a fool, Fiona said. He's a noble man. I, people aren't. People aren't either wicked or noble, the hook-handed man said. They're like chef's salad. They're like chef's salad, with good things and bad things chopped and mixed together in a vinaigrette of confusion and con conflict. He turned to the older elder Baudelaire's and pointed at them with his hooks. Look at yourselves, Baudelaire's. Do you really think we're so different? When those eagles carried me away from the mountain in that net, I saw the ruins in the fire of the hinderlands that we started together. You burned things down, and so have I. You joined the crew of the Queequeg, and I joined the crew of Carmelita. Our captains are both volatile people, and we're both trying to get to Hotel Dumont before Thursday. The only difference between that is the, is the portraits in our uniform. We're wearing helmet... Her, we're wearing Mel, Herman Melville, Klaus said. He was a writer of an enormous talent who dramatized the flight of the overlooked people, such as the poor sailors who, and, or exploited youngsters through his strange, often experimental philosoph philosophical prose. I'm proud to display his portrait, but you're wearing Edgar Guest. He was a writer of limited skills who wrote awkward, tedious poetry and hopelessly sentimental topics. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Edgar Guest isn't my favorite poet, the hook-handed man admitted, but before I joined with Count Olaf, I was studying poetry with my stepfather. We used to read to one another in the main hall of the Queequeg, but it's too late now. I can't return to my old life. Maybe not, said Klaus, but you can return to the Queequeg so that we can save Sunny. Please, the children heard Sunny from inside the helma, although her voice was quite hoarse as if she could not squeak, speak much longer, and for a moment... The only sound in the brig was Sunny's desperate coughing as the minutes grew and her hour grew cru crucially ticked away and the muttering of the hook-handed man as it paced back and forth, twiddling his hooks in, in thought. Violet and Klaus watched his hooks and thought of all that he had used them to threaten the siblings. It's one thing to believe that people have both good and bad inside them mixed together like ingredients of a salad bowl, but it's quite another to look at the cohort of, despic of a despicable villain who had tried again and again to cause them so much harm and to see where the good parts were buried, where all of you can remember the pain and suffering has caused. As the hook-handed man circled that brick, it was as if the Baudelaire's were picking through the chef's salad, cons consisting mostly of dreadful, perhaps even poisonous ingredients, trying desperately to find one noble cr crouton that might save their sister just as I, between paragraphs and picking through the salad in front of me, hoping that my... Hoping that... Shoot, sorry, you guys. Boopity boop. Hoping that my waiter is more noble than wicked and that my sinister 
that my sister Kit might be saved in the small, by the small herbed piece of toast I hope to retrieve from my bowl. After much hemming and hawing, however, a phrase here which means muttering and clearing one's throat, used to avoid to make quick decisions. Count Olaf's henchman stopped in front of the children and put his hook on his hips and offered them a hob a Hobson's choice. I'll return you to the Queequeg, he said, if you take me with you. Oh, see, that's not a bad choice. He's trying to be a good guy. Aw, I'm happy. Good. Good job, guy. Good choice. Make good choices. <laughs>